One of the highlights of last night's loss, 31-17 at the hands of the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Of course, it's Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Joining me is Greg Matzik, as he does every Monday. Let's talk about the offense. I was reading some of the accounts of the game last night from one of the one of local journalists that covered the team, and, and they, they used this term and, I, and this phrase, and I think it's exactly right. Everything seems difficult for Aaron Rodgers right now. Why is that? You know, it's a great question. I really don't know the answer to it. But, you know, you start to look at the numbers after several weeks, and some of the things the Packers have historically done very well under Mike McCarthy, they're doing well this year. So 20th in the NFL on third down, 20th in the NFL in red zone conversion to touchdown rate. They're kicking too many field goals when they get into the red zone. You know, this is problematic. It's not been a turnover fest for the Packers, and it, they're not just giving away all these opportunities, although the last two weeks certainly turnovers magnified. Um, in a loss and, and were key, uh, maybe even the turning point in the given game. But it hasn't been a constant issue for the Packers. They're not generating a lot of turnovers, so the, the ratio, uh, giveaway-takeaway, is not great. But, you know, you go to a Packers practice. It doesn't matter when you go, if you go in the regular season or if you go during the course of training camp. They always work on the two-minute drill. They always work on the red zone drill. Um, I mean, this stuff is just a constant. And Aaron Rodgers is typically a master at running it, and you know, it's not finding the same kind of success with those aspects of the game as we have in years past. And and that's been problematic. Uh, you know, field goals are nice, but it doesn't really work against Tom Brady or the Rams or, or some of the best teams in the league. Greg Matzik joining joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Let's, let's talk about the other elements of the offense, the rushing attack, the receivers. Rushing, you have Aaron Jones, Average over five yards a carry. Jamal Williams, almost five yards a carry. Most teams would love to have that. It doesn't seem to be uh, working out to, uh, to easier wins or even wins at all. What, what do we make of the rushing attack? It seems successful, but it's not leading to anything. I would lean on it more. I would absolutely lean on it more. Now, it may sound crazy to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, um, but my goodness, I mean, lean on the guy. If you're averaging five yards a carry, there you go with ball control. You keep the defense on their heels. They're guessing. Are you going to run or pass? You can set up play action if you're running the ball that effectively. I think it's reached a point of the season where you, if you can lean on the run, uh, it's not just being balanced. I mean, Aaron Rodgers threw 15 passes in the first quarter. 15. That's insanely high. Um, so that was out of whack. Now, I do need to go back and watch. I mean, how many of those were run-pass options where Aaron just makes his decision at the line of scrimmage? He tends to lean toward keeping the ball himself versus handing off. Not to say he won't hand it off, but uh, Aaron dials his own number because of the confidence he has in himself. But we've got a back averaging over five yards per carry, almost five and a half yards per carry. Jones was averaging over seven last week against the Rams. You feed the beast. You hand the rock. That is winning football right there, and you're not seeing enough of it. Yeah, it's 76 yards, and, and frankly, if he wouldn't have fumbled the first fumble of his career, I think he probably would have went over 100 because that drive may have it would have extended, perhaps giving the Packers the lead. Uh, it, it is an interesting dynamic when you have that kind of rushing attack and it doesn't seem to be translating to wins. Let's talk about the receivers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, three for 101. Jimmy Graham had a touchdown catch. Devontae Adams, no surprise there, always, always consistent, always solid. It seems like they have the guys on the field to do the job. But, again, it, it's the same question. They're not putting it together to, to stack wins. Yeah, that's the frustrating part. You know, I, I think you look at the defense, and, and it's not easy to identify several or multiple playmakers. They've got some pieces that I think are young and, and interesting. Um, on the offensive side, I think you can identify more playmakers, more true playmakers. And that's what I mean when I say this, this team is built 
to succeed on offense. Um, and it is puzzling uh, because we've got a rookie wide receiver stepping into a bigger role with injuries throughout this season. Doesn't matter who is out. MVS has been a guy you can count on. Um, had some big plays, 50-plus yards on one drive. Uh, and when Devontae Adams was getting double-teamed, you know, that was the opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to find a guy like MVS. About four years ago, Adams was that rookie in the same situation where, uh, you know, the defense of the Patriots was keyed up on Jordy Nelson uh, and even Randall Cobb, and a guy like uh, Devontae Adams was to have a, a bit of a coming-out party. So uh, you saw hints of that last night with MVS. I mean, he's 6'3", almost 6'4". He runs a 4'3 at the mm-hmm. Combine. I mean, he, he's got the tools. He's, he might be a little raw, but he has certainly developed a nice chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Monday morning quarterback with Greg Matzik, presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. After the break, a lot of Texans are asking about coaching. I want to ask you about that, Greg, and also where this team, this Packers team, 2018 version, stacks up in the NFC North. That's next, right here on WTMJ. Again, some of those, some of those highlights from last night's game against the Patriots. Uh, good to see Jimmy Graham get a, get a touchdown there. He, he is a guy that uh, is not being utilized as much as I think he could be. What do you make of Jimmy Graham, Greg? Is Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Potomati and Hotel and Casino. Are, are, they, are they double covering him? Are they just not uh, scheming enough to get him into the game? What's going on with Jimmy Graham? Well, when he lines up outside on a cornerback, he can't run by him. Right, that, that's part of the problem. Um, he, he's mostly effective in the red zone, and that's where he was most effective with the Seahawks last year. I think that's, that's still where he's most effective. Uh, he's not a speed burner. He never really has been. He's a guy you try and get a mismatch on. Uh, if you see him on a, on a linebacker or a small cornerback, you can go there in a one-on-one situation. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been kind of a slow climb, I think, for Jimmy Graham. I still think he's an effective piece to the offense, but um, you know, it, it, the whole operation is just kind of slow, slow and going. Uh, you've seen a couple of delay of games here, especially on a second and nine in the first drive uh, the Packers had that resulted in a field goal. you got to get a touchdown there. It's second and goal from the nine, you get a delay of game. That, that's part of Aaron Rodgers trying to micromanage folks who are new to the offense, and it's slowing down the operation. And, uh, and Graham, I think, is a part of that. Greg Matzik joining me on Monday Morning Quarterback. So I got a lot of texts about the coaching. One says, I've never been a, a guy to th- throw the coach under the bus, but said second quarter, second and four, instead of running Aaron Jones, they throw two incomplete passes. Ridiculous. Another one says the coach stresses fundamentals as being important, but the game is 60 minutes. They don't play 60 minutes. What do you make of the challenge to Coach McCarthy, a guy that's won a Super Bowl, been very successful, highly su- successful, if you use his own words, in his career in Green Bay, is there, is, is there some fault to be found there? Well, certainly. Yeah, I, it's never just one person it, or, or just one entity. It's not. I, I don't subscribe to that in a game like the NFL. Um, it, there is, I believe, it, it, this happens, I think, a little too often. So, it, To me, I always have to go back and watch games before I can be overly critical uh, and point the finger one way or the other. But there seems to be this, this growing discussion that if a play doesn't work or a sequence kind of falls flat, then it's on McCarthy. But if it goes right, then it's because of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And it's just simply not true. I mean, you have to go back and watch these games and figure out what was happening at the line. Because we know that Aaron Rodgers is always in a best play available situation with the, the position group that's on the field. So how many things were changed past the run or vice versa? Uh, how many times was it a, a run-pass option? How many times did Aaron make a call at the line? You have to watch those things. Um, because I know for a fact that uh, it was on a drive, uh, I think at the, toward the end of the first half, Packers got down to the goal line, and first and goal, they were knocking on the door, I think at the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. It was a fade to Jimmy Graham that was incomplete, but it was one-on-one coverage. You like that matchup, I had no problem with it. 
second and goal from the two, incomplete pass. Third and goal from the two, it's kind of Rodgers' magic to help find Devontae Adams for a touchdown, but you, you ran the ball to get there. How come we didn't run the ball? Some of that was on Aaron choosing the pass over the run. Great. Matt Sick joining me for Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. So we're halfway through the season. The Packers are in third place in the NFC North. The, the Vikings and the Bears having decent seasons. Uh, Vikings still have some questions. Bears definitely improved from where they were last year. What do you see in the second half of the season for the Packers? Are they a shot to make a wild card? I, 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 I would like to think so, but right now it doesn't look that way. Well, I know you're trailing the Bears by two games in the win column. I still think the Vikings are the most balanced team. Um, and if I had to, you know, pick a team out of the group to win the division, I would lean toward Minnesota. Um, I think the Bears have some deficiencies. I mean, they played a triple A team yesterday in Buffalo and, and rolled right by them. Not much of an issue. Detroit's kind of perplexing too. They made a move to beef up their defense at the trade deadline. Then they traded their best wide receiver away. So I'm not really sure what they're doing. Uh, that appears to be a, a bit of a dysfunctional unit. Um, but, I, you know, look, the entire NFC North at this point represents what I believe is the bulky middle class of the NFL. And there's a lot of teams in that mix. And you've got your haves and your have-nots and then the bulky middle class. In New England, the Rams, the Saints, the Kansas City Chiefs, it's the upper echelon of the NFL. But teams like the Packers and the Vikings and uh, even the Bears, uh, in a, in a above 500 team leading the division, they're just okay. I mean, I don't think they strike fear into anybody, but no team in the NFC North really does. All right, so we've got Miami scheduled for Sunday, 325 at Lambeau Field. Uh, they haven't lost at Lambeau Field. They tied the Vikings, won all the other games. Is it the uh, home cooking recipe gets them back to 4-4-1? Uh, four, four well, hopefully. I mean, the, the Dolphins are kind of an enigmatic team. Um, they've started Brock Osweiler in the last several weeks. They found a way to beat the Bears. Um, look terrible really <laughs> beating the jets yesterday that was kind of a rock fight uh so it's one of those games that you really don't know what to expect and uh, obviously the packers will be working on a short week following this week and travel out to seattle to play the seahawks on a thursday night and then at minnesota so you're not out of the weeds here by any stretch and the, the dolphins are no layup they have a way of making games ugly and then just kind of hanging around that's kind of been their mo but you know the dolphins are another one of those teams in the nfl's middle class they're just kind of okay and uh, every once in a while they can turn it on and everything looks great. And then other times it just, you, you scratch your head. Unfortunately, that's where the Packers are. So it makes it a difficult game to try and predict. But I'd like to think that on the home field, Aaron Rodgers can outduel Brock Osweiler. If that doesn't happen, then the Packers' problems are perhaps even greater than we're stating. And then we got some things to worry, worry about. He is Greg Matzik. This is Monday Morning Quarterback presented by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. We'll do it again next Monday, Greg. All right, Steve. Hopefully we have better things to talk about. Yeah, that'll be good. Greg Matzik joining me, Monday morning quarterback, as I said, presented by Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. After the news, James Wigderson, the editor of Right Wisconsin, joins me 24 hours to Election Day, less than 24 hours, no. We'll uh, break down all the races for you. That's next right here on WTMJ.